Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Salopcast, a new Shrewsbury Town podcast with myself, Glenn Price, and my colleague, Ollie Warner. Um, I guess the first place to start with this is why, who we are and why we set this podcast up in the first place. Um, my name's Glenn Price, as I said, and I've been a town fan since I was about nine, which means 27 years of following Salop so far. Um, since then, I've been home and away, done a full season on the road following the town. I played for the fans team for about 10 years. Um, I helped set up and edit the Shrewsbury Town fanzine for the last 10 years. I've been a big part of the Sports Parliament in the last few years as well, which has been a, a really interesting uh, thing to be a part of. And I've done loads of other things as well. Um, Salop runs through my veins, and uh, I think I believe Blue and Amber. Yes, I was a Salop fan when I um, first moved to Shrewsbury when I was six. Uh, moved here with my family. Um, I lived here till I was 11, but um, kind of Salop kind of stuck with me. And I've, um, I think I've always been proud of supporting a, a small team. Um, I... Um, in the first season I started supporting Shrewsbury, I was actually a mascot. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I never actually got the pictures, and I have asked Matt where they are, but I never got them. Um, and all I remember is that Shrewsbury won 4-2, um, and I remember that John McGinley used to live around the corner. So, yeah, big time <laughs> fan. Um, I set up the Facebook um, page, um, Facebook group, um, and I remember when I first set it up, I never really thought anything of it, but now there's quite a few hundred people in it, a few thousand, so yeah, it's pretty good fun. Yeah, it's funny It's funny how the uh, the sort of online community of Shoes Town's grown in the last few years. As I say, there's uh, there's a lot of people on that website nowadays. And uh, say I was a big part of the Blue and Amber, fa- um, Blue and Amber message board when it first started as well. So, yeah, I think a lot of us are sort of our age. I think we're I mean, roughly the same age, Ollie. I'm 36. I think you're a bit younger, aren't you? But sort of we've grown up in that era now of sort of coming out of getting our news from the pink paper of a Saturday evening through to uh, getting it straight on social media instantly. So it's a different, a different world and a different world where a podcast probably fits in. So... Um, that's why, for me, this has been one of the good things about setting up the podcast is it's a chance to do something a bit new with the fan base and uh, maybe try and get a weekly show going about the latest goings on at the Meadow, an opportunity to sort of try some new ideas out. So uh, that's why I'm quite excited about doing this. Yeah, I've, I've been listening to podcasts for quite a long time now. Um listened to The Guardian Football Weekly pretty religiously <laughs> um, and I thought it would be a good, fun idea to... Um, do a podcast i think also as being an exile fan as well as you say social media has been really good to kind of like get the kind of the goings on at the club and have some debates about you know player performance and formations and different things and yeah i think hopefully a, a podcast will be an opportunity for us to kind of have a bit of a, a bit of chat a bit of banter about football but yeah. also get other people's view yeah i think before we recorded this ollie did describe me and uh, me and ollie as a couple of shoes internet geeks which wouldn't be the first time someone's described me as that either which is the sad thing really but um, yeah, there we go. Um, as Ollie just said, then we plan to have uh, a few other voices with us over the over the next few months and and years if it if it all goes well. Um, obviously, through the various things we've been a part of, we've got to know lots of town fans, young and old, and um, a fair few have expressed joining us. So uh, we're going to try and get them involved as soon as possible. Um, and if you're listening to this and you're interested in being a part of it, we'd like to know your thoughts and feelings on on the podcast and what we could cover and how we could do it. So uh, yes, it's going to be exciting. It's the future, Ollie. Yeah, it is. It's going to be good fun. <laughs> so, well, we're giving you a bit more background on uh, who we are and uh, what we're trying to achieve. So, uh, I think we're going to go on to our first topic, which we've decided as the as as our first topic on the podcast, which is to have a chat about last season. So, that could be quite fun. What a revelation Shrewsbury have been! Full of ideas, full of confidence, and a lot of football. Maguire's corner, Chapman, So, last season, um, well, where do we start? I start the season with a. A hope that as we did so well last year, the season before when we were in League 2 and the fact that we signed so many players and were on such a crest of a wave I actually thought we'd finish mid-table yeah, I, th- I think that a lot of people thought that when they saw the players we were bringing in, didn't they? 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I thought that um, some of the players that we had and some of the players we signed, I thought we'd be able to push on. But fast forward to January, it was clear that the um, the squad, um, the high earners, let's say it, yeah. um, were not performing. No. Um, we weren't scoring goals. Um, there was clearly some issues going on. I don't know the details, but there was clearly something going on with Lawrence and Tootle and all these players. And to be fair play to the chairman and to um, and to the, the manager because they really, really turned it around in January. Not massively, but um, you know enough to survive. Yeah, they didn't turn it around straight away, either, did they? Because obviously we had a, a couple no. of dodgy results right at the start of January. That I think we will probably all remember. But yeah, I think you know that's probably pretty much what most people were feeling. I think the recruitment over the summer. Um, initially no one was really that concerned were they but I think by the time we were sort of seven or eight games in it was pretty clear that this squad was not gelling as quickly as Mellon would have liked and um, it was going to be an uphill struggle from there and some of the home results particularly were um, let's be honest not worth the entrance fee alone and not worth the entrance fee at all really so I think that um, there's a lot to be said for it we all know that one of the reasons that Mickey's penned as, as one of many reasons I suppose is the the width of the pitch so we'll be looking at a thinner and shorter pitch next season <laughs> I don't you know I think that's a very uh, as, as a layman it looks like a bit of a flimsy excuse but a professional manager I'm sure there's something in it but yeah it, it did it didn't go well until really late on in the season did it no it didn't and um, I've got a friend of mine who's a Crystal Palace fan and he doesn't even really he's a, he's a season ticket holder he wasn't really even aware of Kai Kai <laughs> so when I was telling him that um, he saved us literally saved us and um, you know you're chatting to your girlfriend oh how the shoes we got on did they sc- Did they win yeah yeah did Kai Kai score yeah yeah Kai Kai scored I think it was one of those seasons where my wife stopped asking me the score when I came home from a home match I think it got to the point where she knew we'd lost so <laughs> what was the point in asking us unfortunately but yeah Kai Kai was probably the revelation of the season wasn't he and uh, you know frustrating isn't it that when Mellon first came in he was um, sold Shrewsbury Town fans on rebuilding the club and giving the club an identity and players we could believe in but here we are sat at the end of that season which we've basically dodged relegation by the skin of our teeth and the one player we're almost impressed in and, and you know probably was player of the season for a lot of people was a lone player again so I think again Mickey's obviously we can go on to talk about next season but the recruitment this season again has got to be right and it's got to be a bunch of players we can believe in and not having to rely on the lone players again like we were not as reliant on a turner obviously and, and some of the other managers we've had but still I, I like a, a core of home sort of not homegrown but a core of players under contract Obviously, as long as they're not sitting there, you know, taking their wage and not doing anything, <laughs> but that's the ideal, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I'd say probably. Um, um, I'd say that the, the balance we had when we came second in League Two for me was the right balance. You know, we had the perfect balance. Possibly, you know, Goldson, Woods, um, you know, homegrown players, um, and then we had you know a lot of our own players. But then sprinkled with a little bit of dust with um, a couple of lone players. I think yeah, that's probably the, the quality you know, where you need it. League One. Yeah, League One, League Two. I think if we didn't do it, I think we might suffer because I think a lot of other clubs will always loan, you know, a star or a future star or, um, you know, someone uh, a better player um, into the team. And we certainly needed an injection of pace because at the start of the season it was embarrassing. I don't disagree that loan players have got a place in the game. They certainly have nowadays, particularly in the modern game. Um, and I wasn't really trying to disparage, you know, Kai Kai particularly, but I could name. Kyle Vassell for one as a lone player that's been brought in and certainly not hit the heights shall we say I think that's been incredibly generous I would like to be harsher but in the first episode of this podcast I think I'll be slightly more reserved than I might be when the season starts but you know every season will have that absolutely dodgy lone player that doesn't do anything and 
Um, you could name hundreds of them over the years, couldn't you? But yeah, I, you know, it's it's for me, it was more about how Mellon sold us on the idea of that of that team. And then once we got promoted, like you say, and that had the right balance, it had the right feel to it, had players we could believe in. It just seemed like that whole approach got thrown under the bus at the start of last season. Um, and suddenly players that were deemed good enough in League Two that we got to believe in, so like, you know, Gale, Dimitru, for example, who... I don't think could have done a worse job at some times this season than some of the right and left backs we did have last season. So there is a debate to say whether Mickey was a little bit too rash in the changes that he made. Um, and looking back, at, he might agree with that. I don't know who might who might judge it, but for me that was a, a mistake really. Yeah, I think I think we changed team a lot, didn't we? We never seemed to have a settled side throughout the year. Uh, every game it was always so who's playing today, which. It's not normally the case, is it, with most teams? You kind no. of have a bit of a solid base of a team, and we had a lot of changes. We just seemed to, just the whole season just seemed to be a bit of a roller coaster. Mm. We didn't have a settled side. Um, we didn't have any, you know, we didn't, was, the team wasn't solid. I think Woods and Goldson was a massive miss, massive. and I think maybe even I think we also maybe at the time underestimated how good they were. Just seeing Connor Goldson playing for Brighton now, you realise what a class player he is going to be. Yeah. Um, well, I haven't but watched so, the England yeah, game last, last night. He probably isn't far off a call from the England squad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. The, um, less said about England, the better, I think, <laughs> at this yeah, moment yeah, in time. I think we can, uh, maybe we'll have a chat about that, Ollie. Uh, we'll, we'll get last yeah, season's definitely. anger out of the way for us almost getting relegated. That was nothing compared to the incredible ineptitude of the England team last night. But, yeah, there we go. Um, but I think, you know, last season, uh, like a lot of people, we can sit back here now. The, the uh, frustration of what went on last season has subsided and... You know, Mellon's kept his job, which he could easily not have done at one point last season, particularly after we lost to Chesterfield. And, you know, that was a bad result, you know, and there were things that went wrong that day. But I can remember us losing, I think it was 2 0 or 3 0 at home to um, Oldham. And they would like hadn't won for months away from home. So there were definitely games last season where Mellon must have been, must have been on the verge of losing his job. But. He's here again. He's still got a little bit of credit for the season he got us promoted, and he's probably had to rebuild this football club four times now. So, yeah, we'll have to see how that goes. Yeah, do you think Mellon should have Mellon should have lost his job, um, lost his job in the season? I did lose patience with him, if I'm being honest. At one point, um, it came for me when we went from just on the verge of going for that good run. I just felt. I honestly felt like I didn't think we'd get out of it. And, and you know, a lot of us did feel that way. I think it was a pretty much 50-50 split as to whether he should go at one point. Um, so, yeah, I do think he should have lost his job at, at that point in time. But I do think he turned it around enough for me to be able to give him another chance. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm always on the kind of the more kind of cautious, um, conservative side in terms of giving managers maybe a bit longer than, like, some fans. Mm. Um but certainly losing. I've never left a game early, but when we lost seven-one, yeah, oh, like that was just awful. And the, the constant changing of the team, and when you get to a point when you can't defend the manager anymore, and that's where I, all, I was almost getting to at that period. You couldn't defend him, you know. All the players that, like you say, you know, were did do well last year weren't playing. Though I agree with a few of them. Um, the team was constantly changing. The home form and the football and the atmosphere was, oh, it was horrendous. Yeah. It was really poor, wasn't it? The home atmosphere. Yeah, I think that's the worst and, thing, um, isn't it? I don't Sorry, know. Yeah, no. I think just the home atmosphere was terrible. And turning up to a game, and I, I drive like 50 minutes to the game, and you're driving home and you're going, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? <laughs> Why am I doing this to myself? That's the nature of a lower league fan, though, isn't it? I mean, 
you know, I agree with you about the Chesterfield game. It is an, it is hard to get your mind off that Chesterfield game when you when you encompass the problems of last season. I mean, I took my dad and my, my two young kids to that game, and my kids are only young. And I think, well, <laughs> they might as well get used to this heartbreak at an early age. My dad's already used to it as well. But, yeah, it was one of those games where you're left feeling like, what the heck is going on here? And, I, I, I you know, that is another game where I think there was... I remember listening to the radio on the way back, because um, I get radio shops on my iPhone, I plug it into the car to get to listen to the sort of people talking about the game on the way home, just so I can kind of understand where everyone else was coming from. And I remember hearing a couple of respected town fans that I know... Um, I think Aid Plimmer was on the radio and, he, you know, he said some very, uh, you know, pertinent things about what was going on at the football club and uh, and, and what was going on at that time. But, yeah, I, you know, there's not many football clubs where a manager can lose 7-1 away from home, worst result in 50 years, and still keep his job. So it does prove to me that this football club backs its managers and our fan base generally stay with them. It's not like we're Millwall or Leeds demanding a new manager every five minutes. So Mellon's quite lucky in that respect. Yeah, I think he is. I think he's got, you know... Um... Shrewsbury, yeah, you say, are not the um, the most not the same in the same class as kind of Millwall and Leeds in terms of asking for instant change. And I think most fans of Shrewsbury appreciate that you know we will we will lose our best players. Mm. But um, I think he was lucky. But I'm pleased we kept him because that league that League Two season was uh, one of the best seasons I've had as a town fan. And I I think he's a nice guy. I think I think he's got a good football brain. He's got good contacts. I think actually losing I mean going to be interesting summer because. Matt Williams obviously had a good first summer with us, with all the transfers we had. And then also we had a not-so-good second summer. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what we do now when we've got this um, a fresher budget, say. Hopefully we've lost a few players, um, and hopefully we'll lose a few players as well. Yeah, it is interesting that we talk about budgets, because obviously we talk about all of this that went on last season, and at the start of the season we had the ninth, ninth highest budget. You know, from our, from our the Direct from the words of our CEO, we had the ninth highest budget in League One. So, you know, that added to the frustration, didn't it? Once things like that get known, fans start to get even more frustrated, and, you know... <laughs> I say we're not a fan base that expects us to be overachieving every season and you know we would love to be a Burton you know we'd love to have done that and you know we sit here now at the start of another season and there's as much chance of that happening to us this season as there was Burton last season you know who 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 could tell uh funny you mentioned Burton I um I um almost had a bet with my girlfriend that um I, I grew up um from like after I left Shrewsbury I grew up near Burton and I remember playing on their old ground when they were in like you know three tiers down yeah and I can't believe how well they're doing and it is an example of clubs that if they keep a team together um, can progress and um, yeah it just shows what they can do though I would add they do train at England's ground Mm. not that didn't really help England (laughs) but um, yeah they do have a world class training ground but um, next season for them is going to be a challenge but anyway we're not here to talk about Burton no but it's, it's a fair thing to point out you know we talk about last season is that for years we wanted to be crew and bring through our youth players and we've pretty much achieved a reasonable level of bringing youth players through and selling them on now so we've become crew <laughs> so now we've, now Burton is our next target to become is it that's the what we'll move on to but anyway there we go fair play to Burton they did they did really well though I watched quite a few of their games towards the end of the season they were a well drilled um, well organised team and yeah if we can get something along those lines next season it'd be good but we certainly didn't have that last year did we Ollie? No we certainly didn't in terms of um, in terms of players that uh, we've got and who didn't perform that well last year? What's your view on um, players like Collins? For me personally, I, I, Collins for me is not a League One player. He's just not fast enough. Mm. Um, I remember hearing the um, assistant uh, manager of Northampton and um, Five Live asked him, "What's the difference between League One and League Two? And he said, without any hesitation, pace. 
pace up front mm. and for me that's what we lacked yeah and that's why Kai Kai was such a revelation I suppose because we just hadn't had it had we I mean there's there's lots of players you know we could go through the whole squad really there's a lot of players underperformed you know for me Matt Sadler's initial early season form was an incredible worry because I thought he'd be an incredibly solid League One player and and unfortunately it didn't end up that way did he he was just bang out of form for the start of the season and seemed to enjoy giving penalties away for fun um, so he, he was one of my biggest disappointments last season and uh, I also didn't I also don't rate Ian Black at all <laughs> I, I, you know even though he came in at the end of the season it was a bit much but penalties <laughs> you reminded me of penalties oh, yeah we've had a few weeks obviously since the season ended I uh, I, I, last season I didn't go to as many away games as I normally go to and I hope to go to a few more this year yeah. but how many penalties did we give away yeah. and what does that for me just shows that you know we're we're not in position or there's something wrong you know penalties uh, you know like corners are an indication that you're under a lot of pressure giving away penalties uh, uh, is, a, is evidence that you are struggling mm. um, and we gave I don't know how many it was in the end maybe we'll have to try and keep keep some keep some um, Eye on some stats. I think it was. I honestly, gave I away think I know. nearly ten. I think it was eleven. I think it was eleven. I think we gave away. I'm pretty sure it was something along the. I remember putting something on Blue Number about it, but I think we gave eleven penalties away, and it was something like six more than anyone else in the league. Some in some ridiculous statistic like that. So you're right to point that out. But I think going back to what you just said before, pace. One of the reasons we gave a lot of penalties away is because people ran at our defenders fast, and when we were particularly when we were playing Gerard and Whitbread together. They could not deal with pace, and and Sadler slow couldn't deal with pace, and he's always trying and charging to try and get back on the ball, and you're more likely to commit that foul, aren't you? I mean, we played football. At a, 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 I was about to swear then, but at a poor, a poor level. The fan team was pretty good when we were playing from one at Ollie, but um, you know, even yeah, I've never was. been the fastest in all of you, and you, you know, when we get burned up against someone quickly, it's it's easy to just give a penalty away, isn't it, by just trying to dive in for the ball? Yeah. Um, quite a lot of them were like that. Yeah, no, I definitely and. Yeah, I think I think building a solid base. Going back to your comment about Burton, hoping this season we can, you know, have a bit more of a solid back line and use that as a as a kind of basis to um, to push on. But mm. um, yeah, it was, it was a tough season. It was tough. Uh, talk about something positive. Then who was your who was your player of the season? Did you agree with the majority, or was, did you have someone that you thought was probably not voted for, but someone that probably did stand out as a, as a reasonable player that did better than most people thought? I don't know. What do you think? Um, in terms of impact and just kind of getting us points, I guess you say Kai Kai, but he wasn't there for the whole season. No. I'd say Lutweiler again. Yeah, I'd say Lutweiler. Yeah, he's. I I I've surprised when I first saw him. I was surprised we had him in League Two, and I'm surprised we've still kept him. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm cracking. He's signed a new contract, isn't it? And he's going to hang around for a while. He clearly loves, you know, he, hopefully he's one of those players that we find that actually likes living around here and has got the lifestyle sorted and being Swiss. It's quite it's quite like Switzerland shoes, isn't it, without the hills, I think. It's very <laughs> rural and calm and quiet, so maybe that's why he likes it. It's a home away from home. He can go for a run up the long wind if he misses the mountains, so that's fine. But, um, yeah, he's class, to be fair. For me, NKP was the standout last season, and we incredibly miss him when he's injured, and I know he's had a cred- really bad injury, and to have got back from that, I had the, I've had a similar injury in my knee and, and you know <laughs> it ended my glorious football career as much as <laughs> it could do no um, but in serious that's a bad injury and for him to have got back from that and still been as outstanding as he was towards the end of the season um, he's a player of all the players that were out of contract he's the number one player I wanted to re-sign and as we sit here now on what is it the 27th of June or something we've all got back to pre-season but NKP's nowhere to be seen so I desperately hope that we're going to throw a few more pounds his way and get him to sign on really yeah no he's he's one of the, talking about pace pace and strength 
yeah, he's um, one of the best um, defenders we've had at the club yeah. for the last few years. Yeah. Um, he's he's really good. Him and Goldson were um, were were beasts at the yeah. back. So, yeah. Uh, pace, strength, everything. Yeah, we just need someone to play with him really if, if he does stay, and if he goes. Well, we've got a whole load of new defenders in, so we might want to. We'll probably move on to talking about the new players at some point, but um, yeah, there we go. So last season, all in all, a bit of a slog. <laughs> we got there in the end, skin of our teeth, and actually staying up this season will be incredibly good. You know, we're going to stay in that league above. We'll get a bit more money from the the re- revenue from the TV rights that we would have got in League Two. So it just does it does stabilise us a little bit as a club. So that was really the goal, wasn't it, before the start of the season? Yeah, definitely. I think. Um, to take some highlights, some again, Mickey Mellon um, does his magics in the cup. Yes, um, so that was that, fun. Um, yeah, yeah, the f- it was the cup. The cups was good fun. Um, I think it's a season to kind of forget about. But yeah, like you're saying about this season going forward. Hopefully now we're not cementing ourselves in the league, but we'll hopefully be able to attract a better class of player. That seems to be happening at the moment. Mm. And um, yeah, hopefully it's a, a foundation, not. Um, not a season. Hopefully, we don't repeat last season again I this year and have another struggle. I can't deal with that, Ollie. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Ollie's struggling. Um, but yeah, we're talking about the cup, so we should just mention it. I mean, the 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 Sheffield Wednesday result um, was particularly particularly an exciting highlight. You know, that late win. That, yeah, there's nothing better than winning a cup game with a last minute goal, and there's absolutely no one would have had money on uh, it being Grimmer that scored the winner. Um, Opie comes back as well, by the way. But um, yeah, that was good oh, fun. Yeah. It just was a shame. It's all you know. We did play Man United, and I think we got a bit carried away with our run, didn't we? Everyone was like, "Well, Man United are terrible out of form, and they were struggling to beat FK Mitchelland or whatever they were called, and they'd lost loads of Premiership games." We'll be all right, and they came and absolutely showed how an incredibly talented team can easily play a team off the park, particularly when the team didn't yeah. didn't really have a go, did we? So um, that was a bit of a letdown. But yeah, we had I went, we, yeah, Black, was... we went to Blackburn away in the FA in the Carling Cup as well, didn't we? Which was what well, Carling Cup. I still call it the Carling Cup, but the League Cup, and that was a cracking result as well, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. I've, I think um, I think we got ourselves a little bit excited. Man United was struggling, Van Gaal's under a lot of pressure, <laughs> but just seeing Mata, um, yeah, you know, Smalling, Smalling is so fast; it's always in the right space. Yeah, there was just some massive goals, but I think the difference between that cup, that big cup game, and the big cup game against Chelsea was just the team in form. Mm. And it just shows you how mental, you know, how you know. Your 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 mental state and how confident you are is a huge huge has a huge impact on the yeah. on the how you're playing and your form. Yeah, because it came right in the middle of the bad run, didn't it? Really, so it was you know the FA Cup run was the outlier, wasn't it? If you will, it was the freak the freak results of our entire season. But there we go. It was something exciting, something something we look forward yeah. to. We'll probably be alright in the league next season and get knocked out in the first round of all the cups. Yeah, so it'll be back to normal. <laughs> yeah. Back to normal, Warsaw away in the FA yeah, Cup. God, yeah, exactly. Well, we're playing all of our normal teams in pre-season, so, you know, <laughs> as we usually play the same, team, same teams in pre-season every year, so it'll probably follow the same pattern as it normally does. So, yeah, so there we go. Every Last world. season, done. Let's put that one to bed. Let's never talk about it again. Referees allow play to go on. Town got the ball. Knocked in by Curry. Almost found his way through to Spink. Has done to Brown. Brown shoots. That's a cracking goal! That's a cracking goal from Mickey Brown! So... Next season, Ollie. We've obviously signed a, a whole load of new players over the summer. It's another rebuilding job that Mickey Mann has been getting on with. Um, you've probably seen the list of who we've signed so far. We've got players all over the pitch. We've got a, a couple of new centre-backs in Ollie Lancashire and Ryan McGiven. Uh, we've got a fair few midfielders. We've got Louis Dodds. I think we've all heard of Louis Dodds, haven't we? Gary Deegan, Antonio Saravich, Sakovic. I can't, I can't pronounce these foreign names. Um, Jim O'Brien. And obviously up front we've got AJ Leach Smith. So of, of all those coming in, which which were the ones that got you the most excited so far? Were there any wow signings? Not Halty esque, but <laughs> were there any wow signings? Yeah, Halty. Um 
I think no, but <laughs> in some ways maybe that's a good thing. So maybe turn it, turn a negative into a positive. Oliver Lancashire, I remember I remember seeing him playing against us, and um, Jim O'Brien for me the two kind of like standout players mm. in terms of who we signed so far. Yeah, uh, I think I agree about Lancashire actually. He was captain, wasn't he, at Rochdale the last couple of seasons? But um, yeah, he's uh, he's he's um, a bit injury prone from what I've heard. Um, but you could probably put that up against a fair few of the players we've signed so far which would be one of my main worries but for me Lechsmith was the the one that I was probably most excited about initially because it's about time we signed someone who'd actually been scoring goals in the league we actually play in you know he, he was a reasonably good goal scorer at league one level last season now traditionally we get goal scorers who come here and then you know they start misfiring and become absolutely awful and we think what what does what happens in Shrewsbury? What happens to these strikers that were able to bag goals elsewhere and can't score here, and then they'll move on and score goals somewhere else? So for me, he was probably the most exciting in terms of someone that's got a bit of a proven track record. I've always liked Dodds when we played against him. Not liked him because he's been playing for Vale, so I've booed him a lot. But <laughs> now he's wearing the blue and amber, I can uh, stop booing him and see what he's got for us. Yeah, we seem to assign quite a few Vale uh, Vale players. Oh yeah, we're gonna, but um, yeah, certainly we're going to get the tag of Vale goals. reserves, aren't we? <laughs> we are there. We're definitely going to get that. Um, yeah, to sign a few uh, to sign a player that um, has some um, has scored goals at this level is yeah, it's going to be a, a huge a huge thing. Is, has he? Does he have pace? I might sound a like I'm getting a little bit obsessed about pace, but does um, he have pace? I don't know to be honest with you. I mean, he, he didn't. He, he's only he only came into the Vell team after through the season, didn't he? And when he did, he basically was on fire yeah. and, and sort of scored a, a lot of goals in a very short period of time. If you look at his record previous to Vale though. He never really scored all that many goals. You know, he's a bit of a classic chief tennis yeah. striker. You think he played like hundred odd games for Crew, um, and he only scored about twenty goals. So he's he's a one in four. That's one in five, isn't it? Really, there. But for Vale, he was I think he scored eleven in forty games, something like that. So that's one in four, isn't it? So yeah. he's still not going to be bagging him every match, but he 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 was getting better. And I think was it Dario Gradi described Shrewsbury as having got their own version of Harry Kane, the lower league Harry Kane. He said he, did, he said, genuinely said something like that. But then, having watched Harry Kane over the last few days, that's not really anything to write home about. But yeah, so yeah, Dar- Dario Grady's a good, good judge of character, isn't he? So I'm going to go with what Dario said. Yeah, let's not let um, let's not let him take um, free kicks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or corners. Mind you, he might be. He might or be corners. incredibly talented. Um, yeah, but I'm not. I, I've only seen him obviously against us for Vale, and I'm one of those Shrewsbury Town fans that probably should pay more attention to the opposition. But I'm not too sure if he has got pace or not. I'm just looking at his Wikipedia now, see what it says. ERA. Yeah. I've uh, I've done the same. I've done the same. I've done the same. It doesn't and say. I found an article that says defenders are scared of his pace. Oh, there you go then. He's right up your street. <laughs> I think he might be on the back of your shirt next he season, Ollie. So yeah. So but I didn't know much about Jim O'Brien. You know, I, I, to be honest with you, I was. I, I know he's another um, player that's. I think he's played. He played under Mellon or when Mellon was at Barnsley, wasn't he? So he's got that connection. So yeah. Obviously, someone Mellon's had, it, had his eye on for a while. But yeah, I, he played for Coventry against us a few times, didn't he? Yeah, he's played. Um, for me, I think really in terms of. You know, like we said, there's a lot of players in the lower leagues, and mm. it's hard to always keep a track on all of them. But um, when I did, um, when I did do a bit of digging into him, when I saw he played a lot of games for Barnsley um, in the Championship, it's, a, it's normally a good sign. That he's played at a high level, and he's still at the right age. Yeah, I think uh, well, if you look at the age of all of them, these new signings so far, they're all of that sort of 24 to 28 age. You know, that's a that's a real crop of experienced footballers that we've been brought in there, and I think that if you look at them, they've all got connections with each other. They've all played at different clubs with each other. The Vale players, obviously, Vale players have obviously played with each other before. I think you know some of and a few of them have also played with some of the players that Mellon's brought in last season as well. So maybe there's a bit of a bond there. You know, that that gelling period might not be as problematic as it has been in previous seasons. So that's that's something to be positive about, isn't it? So um, where do you think we're missing still, Ollie? Where would be your sort of main place to recruit for this season? 
Well, I I do. I'll be honest. I do like tactics, and <laughs> I do hope we play four at the back. So I hope we sign some good fullbacks. Fullbacks for me is an area we need to strengthen. Um, we've got Junie Brown, who's not really a, a defensive left back, but a good a, a good offensive fullback. He's good at pushing forward. Yeah. Matt Sadler ain't too bad for me. We need to sign a find a few right backs. And as mm. you said earlier in the earlier piece, if we could get if we could get Grimmer back, the Grimmeister, yeah, he was fantastic. <laughs> he's quality, isn't he? I he's love him. We've had a lot of yeah. good loan players on right for a right back. We had that James Hurst as well. I don't know what he's up to nowadays. In yeah. fact, I looked at actually. I remember looking at it. He's he's actually drift, drifted right down the leagues into non-league, which is a shame really because he was he was quality when he came to us. But Grimmer was a, a class above. I'd have him back in a heartbeat. Um, yeah, for me. I look at the strikers we've got on the books now. Still, you know, I'm a. You like tactics. I like goals and entertainment. That's what I want to be. I will happily sit there and watch shoes we get beaten in an entertaining fashion. I'm not happy about it, but I won't moan off as much as if it was a dull game. So we look at what we've got on the books still. Yeah, Mangan. He's still got a year remaining, but ugh, the way the season went towards the end of last year, I can't see him playing all that much. You got Ethan Jones. Will he break through? Probably. Maybe he'll get a few games, I imagine. And same for same for Anderson. Maybe he'll get a game or two as well. So that leaves us at the moment with Smith, who's probably going to be first choice striker, and then one of Collins or Barnett. And <sighs> Collins and Barnett, they're they both got something to prove, haven't they? Here, they both they both obviously still uh, still got a lot to prove. Um, Collins has done a job for us in several seasons, but um, Tyrone Barnett was obviously in and out and. I don't know. I kind of rate him, but I kind of don't know why. It's a strange thing. Um, I remember that absolute pearl he scored last season, but uh, a couple of headers. And other than that, I don't know why I rate him so much. I think I just like big blokes up front. Really, that's one of my one of my things. <laughs> you like big blokes? Yeah, that's um, what I used to I be. I think so. um, he's got a powerful. <laughs> he's got he's got a powerful shot as yeah. Barnett. But um, for me, yeah, strikers. Andy Mangland for me is a good player to have in the squad. Yeah, definitely. I think he'll keep everyone happy on the you know the cold February mornings after we. Been beaten by Warsaw in the first round of the FA Cup, mm. but I think also get get rid of Collins, get rid of Barnett. Um, Collins, I believe, I guess he's on a bit of money because um, he probably had a promotion wage as well. So get rid of Collins, hopefully. Um, get rid of Barnett, that frees up some cash. Hopefully, yeah, sign a couple more players, um, yeah. a couple more wingers, a couple more strikers. We've got some different options. Yeah, we're still missing a winger or two, aren't we? I suppose you've got. Wally and Dodds can play out on the wing, Carney, but he's more of a sort of all-round attacking player. He's not a specialist winger, I don't think. So, um, Joe O'Brien's a winger, isn't he? I say I don't know too much about him. Is he yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He's, I've got him down as um, um, uh, a bit of an all-rounder midfielder, yeah, he's winger, like winger, mostly a winger. Mm. But yeah, I, I'd like to see Wally's play a bit more because he's quite effective. Yeah, he, seems to, he calls create space. Yeah, with the impact he had in the games he came on, and, and particularly on that good run when he was sort of. Playing at his optimum, shall we say, he got a fair few decent goals, important goals as well, and uh, definitely became one of the players you couldn't drop. And then suddenly, sort of got dropped, and we didn't really see him as much as we were doing. So, I think you know, even though he was doing a job, I think Mellon's still probably to be convinced. You know, a good preseason, and any of these, you know, any of the players that were on the fringes last season have still got a chance of getting back in this team and keeping a first team place, I suppose. Yeah, preseason. I love preseason. It's kind of like you know, it's a fresh slate, fresh slate, um, new players. Um, are you going to any of the um, the any of the um, preseason games? Uh, I'm yeah. missing. I can't believe this. Can't believe this. I'm going on holiday the day that we play Stourbridge, and Stourbridge <laughs> is less than a mile from yeah. my house. I thought I, I can't remember believe you, it. You live down there, don't you? Yeah, you've not really thought that through, have you? To be honest with you, I normally go to a couple of preseason games at home because I live in Bellevue, it's just down the road from uh, the ground, isn't it? So I can walk up to the meadow, which is not the reason I moved over here, even though that's what my wife thinks. But um, Yes, I normally take some of my kids to the preseason games as well, just to get their sort of interest in the season going. And uh, so I'll, I'll definitely go to a few. But um, yeah, we'll probably be reporting back on those preseason games, won't we? But 
Yes, new season yep. ahead. Exciting times. I'm sure we'll be signing more players, and I think we'll probably cover the new ones in the in the in the next episode, won't we? Yep, no, definitely. Okay, so uh, on top of our general discussions on the town and everything that's going on in the world of Shrewsbury, um, we're going to have a little competition every week, me and Ollie. Uh, we're going to pick one result. Normally, it'll be a Shrewsbury Town game that's on that week. Um, we're going to predict it. It's a similar sort of thing that you see all over the shop. If you predict the score correctly, you get the three points. Sorry, if you pick the, the result right, you get one point. And if you pick the score of the game correctly, you can have three points. So by the end of the season, myself or Ollie have some bragging rights. Uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll come up with some sort of uh, something to, to to base it around. You know, winner gets the pint in or winner buys the other person a shirt. Ollie, we'll have to come up with that. But So we're going to pick Wales versus Belgium this Friday in the Euros. Um, that's quarterfinals, isn't it? So what are you going for, Ollie, and, and how, why are you going for it? I'm going to go 3-1 Oof. to Belgium. I just think Belgium have got a lot going forward. Um, I, th- I guess the impression that they kind of stop listening to their manager and just kind of start playing some football. So, and I think Bay, I think Bale will score. But so yeah, three one. Yeah, they were impressive in the last round, weren't they, Belgium? And it's hard, it's hard to look beyond them. I'm going to go then. Let's just, let's just for us first episode go contrary to what you're going for. Um, my dad's Welsh, so he probably wouldn't forgive me if I just said Belgium were going to win anyway. So, for for me, dad, I'm going to go two. I'm going to go two one Wales. Uh, I reckon, yeah. Let's get another team through. Let's get another. Uh, let's get the only team that are left in from these O miles through to the next round. I think that'd be uh, be quite exciting. Be a bit of built, bit a bit of a pill to swallow for us England fans, but I'm sure that uh, the nation of Wales will be celebrating. So there we go. That's what I'm going for. So we'll keep a track on that all season. We'll we'll get we'll update the scores as we go along. Um, so that takes us to the end of the the, the show, really. The, the podcast. I don't know what to call it, really. Um, thanks for joining us. Uh, yeah, so just one last thing, we just we um, we're on Twitter. Um, you can find us at Salopcast. Um, yeah, send us your thoughts, send us your questions, and um, yeah, hopefully we'll have a few yeah, followers. Yeah, yeah, get involved. I say any anything you've got on Twitter, we're we're going to slowly set up some email accounts and other bits and pieces to to get in contact, and and you can stay in, in contact with the show and, and let us know what you think. But um, in terms of the future, we, we've just been discussing it, me and Ollie, and I think we'll probably try and do another episode into pre-season because uh, we'll have a little bit more to talk about then. There will be some new players. We'll we'll have had a couple of games to see how some of the new players and old players are settling down. I'm sure there will be all sorts of other news that's been going on as to contracts have been signed. So we shall be back. Join us. It shall be fun. Cheers, Ollie. Cheers. Cheers.